Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Salt and Burn This. My name is Sammy. I'm Valerie. Welcome back. Welcome back. How's your pizza? Oh, my God. It was so good. Yeah. It was so good. It was, um, I guess they called it a, a verde, so it had um, arugula. It was a white pizza, so it had uh -huh. arugula, prosciutto, asiago, um, and like a sprinkling of pine nuts and parmesan. Ooh. So, yes, so, it was very... so it's a white pizza, but they called it verde? Yeah, I guess it could be arugula. <laughs> <laughs> and, it made me feel good about ordering it. Right. <laughs> Ooh, there's a vegetable. Like, yes, there's one. There's, yes. there's some green arugula, you know, tossed <laughs> tossed in the direction of the sa of right. the pizza. But it was it was very good. I saved one piece, which was very difficult for me to walk away from. <laughs> but so when I'm done with the podcast, I am going to go in the last one. Yeah. Good for you. Yes. But I did bring my wine over, so cheers. Cheers. So <laughs> I was going to ask you, just because I had chatted with Kristen, I think yesterday or the day before, and I was trying to ask her, but she really had no idea. Is this the same Turando that was in Charlotte with like the 17,000 different towers? Yes. Oh, But no. here, the stage crew does it? Nothing moves. Oh, praise! There's there's one platform that moves, and it's just the turn dot, the giant, the big tall one. Uh huh. Is the only thing that moves. So she enters, stands downstage, says off with your head, and then it goes away. We put the emperor on it. He comes out. That's it. No other stairs. No other oh, platforms. No other scaffolding. The ping ping pong wagons. Uh -huh. Those three moving. Yeah. Cut. Uh, okay. Okay. Completely. So that's what she said. It was just like she was like, "Oh, they are in like big, fantastic, like hula hoop hoop skirt things." And I was like, "No, they were definitely in a, a wheelbarrow contraption where like other guys yes. had to move them around." So yes, those those are cut, but their their hoop skirts, um, we call them the bells, uh, yeah. are still in. It's what they wore in Act Two after. Oh right, right. After the Italians tore apart. Yes. The, uh... <laughs> or no, <laughs> the... they they just left. It well, was they, during they, the it was um, during the performance. Yeah. They just like left because they were just standing yeah. up stage, and one guy was just like, "I do not want to stand here while they are singing." And then the other guy yeah. was like, "Oh, I guess I'll I'll go too." Because but uh, because they were <laughs> they were fastened in, one of the guys broke the wagon in oh, order to get God. out. Yeah, oh, yeah. I he's like, that. "I don't want to be." Or, up I don't here. remember that. <laughs> and he and he broke it because I remember Wilbert was like. You did what? <laughs> now I have to fix this thing. Yeah, I just remember being like, "Oh, the ping ping and gone. They're guys are gone. They're, are gone." Yep, they just like walked off stage. Huh. Yep. Yep. All right. So, but this production is wonderful. This is Garnet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the the singers are great. The the direction is great. I mean, and we banged it out in less than nine days, um, and it's it's going to be a great show. It's going to be a great show. So, yay. Yes, it's a good show to kind of end this season on for me. Yeah. Because after this, I have a few weeks break before I have to go on uh -huh. to the summer season. Yeah. Yeah, it's a nice palate so. cleanser, I'm sure. <gasps> um, well, what was it just recently? Somebody at the Met got heckled. Like, somebody in the yes. audience stood up and yelled about, <laughs> you have no technique or something. Madam, you like, have no technique. <laughs> what? Who does that? Oh, yes. Americans. <laughs> 
self-righteous entitled <laughs> Americans. I know, but I did, I did think that was pretty funny because it's like that. Okay, let's compare that to to sports fans, you know, who are just like, "Your motherfucking suck!" You know, and you're just coming going, "Madam, you have a new technique." Off I go. I shall exit. Bring me my stool. Apparently, she did suck though, so I don't. Oh, I don't know. Maybe he wasn't. Well, I guess. Okay. Uh, opera. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Season three, episode five, bedtime stories. Once upon a time, it's a couple of Grimm brothers, Sam and Dean. Versus the Brothers Grimm, <laughs> when a rash of gruesome murders patterned on fairy tales terrifies a small town. Is that really the... That the... was actually the oh, DVD description. That's brilliant. I kind of adore it. That's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> Love nice. it. Written by Catherine Humphreys and directed by Mike Roll. Okay. Catherine Humphreys. What has she done? I don't know. I, I don't, don't think... Remember. This is, this is, is the first new? time I've seen both of these names. Oh. Um... But I didn't double check to be sure, but but no, I, I'm pretty sure because usually it's the the lady writers are usually Rachel and Sarah, yeah, um, and maybe like another one that's been thrown in there. But anywho, <laughs> it that's interesting that it would be new people because I thought a lot of the um, the looks of the show were very. Um, uh, supernatural, like there wasn't anything new, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Mm -hmm. I just mean. I was like, oh, that's a callback to, oh, that's a callback to, it just seemed very Yeah, it was home. a flavor. Right. Yes, yes. And again, they probably have been on the staff, in the writing staff before, but this is right. their first time being the head writer and or director. Right. So mm -hmm. they're probably not new right. to the whole and, thing. And also, if you're working with the same set of designers, as far as lighting designers, prop designers, scenic designers, if you're working yeah. with all those same people, you're going to have the same flavor. Exactly. Um, okay, so in our recap, our then, same old, same old, kind of the theme of this season, instead of last year where they kept repeating the saving people, hunting things, the family business, haven't heard that yet. Instead, I, I keep hearing... We have to uh, live down Dad's, Dad's legacy of hunting down as many evil sons of bitches as we can. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that one I right. heard come up in every recap. <laughs> yes, it's kind of the badass Dean instead yes. of the, you know, let's carry the gauntlet Dean. You yeah. know, let's do, let's be honorable. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. And the cult is still in there. Mm -hmm. um, the Crossroads Demon. Crossroads Demons. Dean worried um, I, about Sam's personality yeah is sam sam yeah so in the now mm -hmm. in the in the present time the first thing we see is a billboard that says once upon a time <laughs> yes <laughs> like, overshadowed a time. by a a, a a beautiful full ish moon yeah you know with just a smattering of clouds across <laughs> it. it's very pictu picturesque the whole yes. thing yes all you needed was like the outline of a wolf going oh Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, there's like this bedtime fairy tale music kind of playing. It was so whimsical. Yeah, I whimsical. That's <laughs> the word. I was like, fairy tale music? 
Yes, fairy tale, which we hit, which they bring up throughout this episode. You know, you, you'll hear it if you if you lean forward. Oh, like, that music oh, is there all the time. All the time. So the scene opens up with these three guys. It's at night, obviously, with a nice, beautiful full moon. There's three guys in a construction site arguing over about construction supplies. Yes. Um, whether it's one of guy holds up a warped board and he's like, who ordered this? How can we, you know, how can <laughs> yeah. we build houses out of like warped wood? Um, which I agree with. You know, we can't build, we use these supplies. You know, if a wind comes in, it's just going to blow the houses down. And it's like, ooh, I wonder what very this is going what's to be. Going on. <laughs> yeah. Especially when, you know, then there are like animalistic noises in the background that one guy goes off to investigate a nice fakey scare uh, that happens or uh, um, it's a um, jump scare, but it's not. There's jump scare fake out. Right. He like peers behind something. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing there. And then, and then he snorts. <laughs> yes, you caught that too. I was like, I wrote that really big. Pig snort. He literally yeah. is like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, brilliant. Okay, so if the once upon a time and the three men arguing over how to build a house doesn't, yeah. you know, clue you in, this is three little pigs. So the guy who snorts walks back to the guys who he was arguing with, and it's like, okay, there's nothing there what are we going to do moving forward? And just then they hear. Well, one guy, no, one of the guys that like, goes off to go to the truck and then he gets like dragged Grabbed. away. Yeah. Grabbed. And you see him like dragged off screen. He's screaming with his claws, you know, dragging on the ground. Ah! And then ah! blood splatter. Splatter. I was like, yes, supernatural splatter. So it's it just a whoosh, spray mm-hmm. of blood all over his truck. Um, I'm assuming that the pile of pipes that he got dragged behind were supposed to be like the straw. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know what have, would have been the straw. Yeah, they, they could have had a pile of like a bale of hay or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But so, okay, one guy splatter. Mm-hmm. And then the two, the two guys remaining are like, oh my God. <laughs> and second guy gets grabbed. Um Except this time, his splatter is like a spray of blood across the uh, ground plans, off the schematics of the site. And the poor third guy is like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. He runs away and he's hiding behind a a pile of cinder blocks. Mm -hmm. And at the last second, he's rushed by the camera. The camera just kind of whooshes in on him like... And you just see him do the hands up in front of his face like, no! Yes, and then cut to splash. I liked him. I liked this guy because we I do. He, he doesn't die. We see him in the next scene. Mm-hmm. And I liked him. <laughs> it's just like going along with whatever Dean and Sam were saying. I know. <laughs> I he him. was great. By the way, um, for our MapQuest moment, this takes place in Maple Springs, New York. I didn't look up if that was real. I, You know what? The first thing I wrote down was MapQuest, Maple Springs, New York. And I didn't look it up. I'm like, I'm totally following down. Falling down. It is a real place. Oh, good. And it is. Oh, it's close to Chautauqua. It's right across no the way. lake of Ch- Chautauqua. Yeah. Stop. Oh, my God. Okay. It's on the other so side. So, Ch- Ch- yeah, Chautauqua's here. Okay. And it's... the, the <gasps> pin is Maple Springs. Sammy. <laughs> oh, my God. That's I hilarious. May, <laughs> I may have to do a little road trip this summer. I think you should. I'll just take a picture of myself in front just of take the a, Or take a canoe across the lake. <laughs> I will. I will get a canoe. That is hysterical. 
so I have never been there, but <laughs> you have <laughs> I been there go- by proxy. <laughs> yes, I will let you know when we record the podcast that I have finally that I can add my personal experience to this yes. podcast that we already talked about. Oh my god, hilarious! But for everybody else who doesn't know where Chautauqua is, which fair enough, it's a little bit northwest of Jamestown. And right on the the southernish border of of Lake Erie, yes, right in yes. the corner, the corner of the exactly. southwest corner of New York. It's funny people always call it upstate New York. I'm like, nope, nope, it is <laughs> yeah. west, very west. It's west because when I had to do that drive in the middle of the night, it was a six hour drive, ladies and gentlemen, from yeah. Chautauqua to Manhattan, six hours. Yeah, so. New York is big. It is big, and Manhattan is like a thumbtack, yes, (laughs) in New York. So after Tidal Splash, the next thing we see is the boys giant frog and the giant frog. Which (laughs) I looked this up because spoiler alert: this frog appears several times. It oh, I don't care about that. That's not what I looked up. I think it is Um, actually a toad. It probably is a toad, and somebody somebody made a comment (laughs) that um, American frogs don't ribbit. Only no no Canadian frogs don't rib- wait. One frog doesn't ribbit, so maybe it was a Canadian frog. That they, okay. I don't know. It was something about ribbiting, <laughs> like this conversation, ribbiting. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so this giant frog. Fro- I looked up what frogs meant because this frog comes up a number of times in the episode, yeah. and I don't know if it's this frog or if this town is just overrun with large toad-like frogs. Yeah, I don't know, but. In mythology and symbolism, mainly the frog stands for change, evolution. It also stands for fertility, which I thought was weird. Um, but it's frogs show us like our lowest common denominator um, because they're low down, they're in the muck, they're in the mud, they're in the water, but they also then can hop up on land and show us. Okay, I'm just saying what I read. I didn't make this up. Anyway. They mostly represent change, which I can buy, which I can buy. Um, change and evolution. I can Are you sure it wasn't just supposed to be like a princess a and frog. the frog? Yeah, but you <laughs> kiss the frog. Fairy tale. The frog gets a change. You kiss I know, the... but I think that's why the frog was there. It's just like, look, this town is fairy tales. And this frog is just waiting to be kissed. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's that. I don't know. <laughs> but. If you go deeper, like I did, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish this this thought because I did okay, the please do I googled this, so I took the time to Google. Then, um, by all yeah. means. So I equated the change with Sam making his change, like the 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 darkness potentially changing in him, or the changes that we're noticing in him. Okay. So that was me just equating that, which I thought was interesting. That it's usually Dean who makes a comment about the frog. So it's Dean who sees the frog. Dean who comments about the frog. Why not Sam? Okay, I'm going to leave that motif alone for now. It's a fairy tale. There's a frog. You kiss the frog. He becomes a prince. Um, but Dean rightly says later on that he is not kissing any frogs. So I'm going to leave the frog motif alone now. I you said my piece. It. No, you no, can no. Have it. I, can I? Okay. I'm not uh, going to take no, it, I'm, but you can have it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm all good. So they drive by a giant frog in the road. <laughs> yes. Sam and Dean are arguing in the Impala. Ferociously. Which, yep. And it's all about Sam saying, I can't just sit by and let this demon deal kill you. 
Yes. He's yeah. suggesting, like, what if we just kill... We have now the cult that Ruby fixed for us. Why don't we just shoot the Crossroads demon? That deal should kill the deal. Kill the, yeah. kill, the, kill the demon, kill the deal. Boom. Good to go. Yep. Dean is still like, no, because that means we're trying to get out of it, which means that you'll mm. die. Right. But if we and keep also, the deal, then you'll die, and it's just like they're right. at a And plus, a you don't standoff. actually know that that's how this deal works. You don't actually know that if we kill that right. demon, that it breaks the deal. He's right. like, you're just, you're just grabbing at straws here. And he's like, just drop it. And then <laughs> deftly changes the subject to, so, tell me about <laughs> yeah. the psychotic killer. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So Sam is left to, like, stew. You know, no I one likes know. to be told to stop talking. You right. Know? Nobody likes that. Especially when and, they're trying to help, you know, like help make a situation better. And they're just told to stop making the situation yeah, better. better. <laughs> I'd, rather be, I'd rather be in this awful, like, turmoil, <laughs> eight months left, whatever it may happen to be at this point. So the psychotic killer is a very werewolf-like type of thing where it's, you know, the victims were torn up viciously. Mm. Um, probably an animal. It, it kind of looks like an animal attack, but there were no animals at the scene. Right. And the lunar, the lunar cycle is right. Kind of right, yeah. See, now here's another question, though. Uh, you know, I, I said that, you know, Sam was, you know, shut down and mad because he was told to be quiet and stuff. But when he starts talking about the, the case, I felt like he was still kind of reminiscing over um, Werewolf Girl. Madison, yeah. Madison, that he was like just bringing up the word werewolf had him like, you know, yeah, like oh crap, a little painful, <laughs> yeah, a little painful to be talking about. It would oh, be kind of triggering for sure. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I felt bad because you could kind of see it on his face that you know so many things happening to him and just those like just that one minute in the car. You I know, know. Um, no big roller coaster. Yeah. So they go to the hospital. As detectives Plant and Page, and you know what? I did not have to look that up. I knew right away that those were guys from Led Zeppelin. <laughs> Yay! I think at this point, <laughs> any Led Zeppelin, you know, call out, you have to know. You just right. have to know at this point. Right. But they're wearing their nice suits. Mm -hmm. um, they're yeah, they're uh, nice badges. Yep, with the county sheriff's department. Um, um, and then they're there to talk to the third brother, the who third brother. has survived. You right. know, you don't think that was going to happen after the last time we saw him, which was going right. ah! <laughs> with yeah. his hands in but, front of his face. But because we didn't get to see a splatter. So he's there and he has been expecting them because they are, of course, the sketch artists. <laughs> which, of course, Dean gleefully throws Sam under the bus for. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's an artist. The things he can do with the pen. Which is like almost word for word what he says to uh, uh, Murph. Murph, who needed help painting his back purple. Yes, the things he which, can do with a brush. And I just love that Sam still is like, what? He and still has like he, look. He never expects it. Like, he never <laughs> like, expects. Like if you haven't learned by now that Dean is going to do that to you. Right. So okay. Sam is forced to oblige and be like, <laughs> all right. Takes out his tiny little steno pad. In the pen, he's like, all right, describe all right. him. So this has... guy is, you know, six foot, dark hair, maybe blue eyes. Yep. Normal no, teeth, like, normal like fingernails, anything... even after they prod him. Like, are you sure they weren't, like, claw-like or, like, pointy? And he's like, no, <laughs> no it's just a it's guy. Just a guy with nails and <laughs> yeah. teeth. Uh, 
And then he's like, well, but he does say, oh, but wait, he had a tattoo, mm-hmm. he had a tattoo of Wiley e. Coyote. But he has a moment, this brother, um, where he's talking about, you know, I watched him murder my brothers and it was like terrible. And it's like this guilt shot or guilt trip shot, excuse me, um, with Sam and Dean. You know, he's like, can you imagine, you know, how, how that would feel? And Sam, Watching of course, you know, fight, expecting yeah. the worst or having seen it a couple of times. Right. Yeah, that would be that would be pretty yeah, bad. That would be bad. That would be like the worst thing that could ever happen, I think. And they're like, all right, well, thanks. And they go to walk away and the guy's like, wait, wait, wait. Don't I get to see the sketch? <laughs> <laughs> and Sam's like, uh, he could have just been like, no, top secret. But he's like, all right. <laughs> And he hands over his little steno pad oh, and no. it was brilliant. It was one step above a stick figure. But what I loved is that he did draw the tattoo on his arm, yeah. but it was like a dog yeah. <laughs> tattoo. It literally looked like a balloon animal dog on his yes. arm. And I was like, <laughs> I was going to say the whole, the whole thing looked like a balloon figure. <laughs> so cute. Like it wasn't a stick figure. It was a balloon figure. You know, it was a balloon figure. Puffy but- guy. With like, hair yeah. and teeth. Hair and teeth and a dog tattoo. And the guy in the bed was like, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> good, good job. Yeah. Yeah. Looks and exactly like him. Yeah. <laughs> Gives us something to go on. <laughs> yes. Enter dr garrison uh, yeah so you have another like handsome guy because i oh. think you commented on how handsome the priest was the like priest the sil- was. silvery fox the, yes. the priest was this guy is a silver fox doctor yes christopher bit. cousins is the actor and by the way he's been on everything oh, really another one of those he's been on every show imaginable uh his big his longest run i think was on a soap was on one life to live <laughs> um he did general hospital csi law and order glee um Ooh. breaking bad west wing and of course stargate, stargate. Uh, and a recurring character on stargate i might add hmm. um but yeah i didn't realize that he was i knew him from some of the shows listed there i had no idea that he was so prolific yeah. um, but he did a good job um yeah. I liked him as the role of Dr. Garrison. Dr. Uh, but Garrison. Dean went to go talk to Dr. Garrison and found out that, uh, no, their hearts are not missing, uh, which kind of rules out the whole werewolf theory, or it's very unlike a werewolf uh, murder anyway. But other piece, pieces of his insides were missing. So gross. And also... I, what. <laughs> What, what's going what? on what is this yeah. what is this a very perplexing we have to figure this case one out that we got here yeah meanwhile, meanwhile off so... in the woods somewhere <laughs> a man and a woman are wandering around they're hungry because the man has eaten all their power bars they are lost she's getting mad that they are lost because it was maybe his fault i don't know and then they come across the cutest quaintest little house in the middle of the woods woods. yes with the cutest little little old lady lady. (laughs) comes out and it's like oh are you must be lost because i am the only house out here 
you know deep in the woods deep in the woods it's gonna take you a long time to go back she's got a pie cooling on the windowsill just like every other grandmother that i've never met but (laughs) yes i just love that that she literally said quote you're deep into the woods and i was like that now i'll never get that out of my head because into, into the woods. Ah, I thought of a different musical. I went straight into the woods. That was no. There's actually there's a musical called Robber Bridegroom, not a very popular one, but I was in it. And there's a song that's called Deeper in the Woods. Oh. Whereas Into the Woods, they don't. I don't think they ever say like deeper. It's just into the woods. 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 Yeah. And oddly enough, there is no Hansel and Gretel in Into the Woods. So yeah, I thought it was odd. an interesting call out that they would, she literally underlined Into the Woods. That's okay. So I also want to say, who can eat more than one power bar? Just going to put that out there. <laughs> cool. um, who can eat one power bar? Yeah, I can't. Well, I can't. I leave them in my car for like, I know they've I been ever... there since 1972, I'm sure. <laughs> now, hold on. <laughs> oh you know what even when i sold my truck i took them out of the truck and put them into the new car so yeah they might actually be that old <laughs> but you will note that if we ever roll over or we're stuck in a snowbank i have food that's true <laughs> and i'll use air quotes i, I probably food. would not be complaining about power <laughs> about bars how old point. my power bars are but yeah so these two people stumble across little lady sweet little lady in the middle of the woods who invites them in oh you must be lost you must be hungry would you like to come inside and rest and of course the guy is like yes and the woman's like wait uh no (laughs) that's not such a good idea Mm -hmm. once again the woman is right she is ignored and the men ignore her Mm -hmm. and often to their detriment in supernatural listen to the women ladies and gentlemen listen to your women (laughs) Uh, so they go inside and sit down to an amazing feast. I want to know and where this woman gets her food, by the way. <laughs> she's exactly. the the I was going to say, but how does she get anything? You know, if she's that deep in the woods, deep in the woods? Yeah, it's sure doesn't tale. drive. And like <laughs> seamless have, wasn't a no thing. Delivery. Then, so. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I literally thought that I was like, Amazon must be really busy. Yeah. Okay. So they sit down and eat the guy <laughs> who... You know, when she's offering him, you know, thirds or fourths or whatever it may be, he seems a little off when he's like, no, I'm I'm full. And they both get up to leave. And they that's when it collapse. hits them. Yeah. They collapse. They're incapacitated. Their stomach is like hurting yeah. or they're, you know, they're curled up blurry. in pain. Yeah. yeah. And the woman is just like, I think she drugged us. And she's staring at the old lady through her blurred vision who just has this maniacal, cute little smile on her face the whole time. Everything's going to be okay. Everything's just fine. Picks up a knife from the kitchen, checks its sharpness, and is still reassuring them as she's like, it's "It's all going to be okay. As she gleefully just starts stabbing away at poor old Ken. Poor old Ken. She slices. First thing she does is she slices his throat. And it's yes. just like, ta-da! Yes. Because it splatters. Blood splatter number two. Across the girlfriend, yes. mm-hmm. not only across her face, but into her mouth as she's yeah. screaming. And I was like, yes. oh. Yes. Not only like stab, but stab very daintily. Like, boop, boop. And, oh, yes. Oh, stab, yes. stab, stab. I mean, yes. <laughs> it's like, in the meantime, the girlfriend is just like, ah! 
Yeah, you know what? She had some pretty good screams going on too. Like you said, you she mentioned did. the nun scream of the last one. Now that one still yes. tops tops all the screams so far that yes. we've seen Supernatural. But yes. this girl here had some pretty good ones. Had yeah. some pretty like horrifying like stop, please stop. Oh, and yeah, I mean a beautiful scene because it was terrifying. Yeah, just at the laissez-faire stabby stab stab from grandma yes. smiling and the abstract terror yeah on on the girlfriend's face yeah especially because, since they were like couldn't really do anything about it because they were almost paralyzed from the drugs and then the camera pans away from stabby granny stabberson to the window <laughs> and you see this little girl watching this whole scene mm-hmm. and she's like in this perfectly white little dress with a red sash around her waist she's got a red Mm -hmm. ribbon in her hair but her face is completely blank she's just watching the scene unfold Mm -hmm. and uh, completely detached from it i just want to talk about the granny for a second i didn't look her up or anything like that oh i didn't either maybe i should but i feel like i've seen her in a future supernatural episode i just think (laughs) like how much fun would that have been you know, like a, a oh. 70, 80-year-old woman, you know, getting this role. Just be like, oh, I get to, like, happily murder somebody. And I thought she did really well. Oh, she was brilliant. She was brilliant. She's like, let me just cut you another piece of pie. But instead of that, it's, I'm just it's you. you <laughs> so back at the hospital, Sam and Dean check in on the girl um, who escaped apparently yeah granny didn't get murdered by granny so another victim who was with somebody who was killed but they managed to escape yes yes Um, her reasoning was i didn't eat as much as ken did so the drugs didn't affect me as much and i was able to shove granny away yeah i was able to push her and she cracked her head on the stove which i think in the fairy tale is uh, this is real real (laughs) in the brothers from story I think, but I think I thought I think it's both of them. They both get away by shoving Granny into the oven and like shutting the door into the oven and cooking. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's mostly Gretel who does that because Hansel has stuffed himself so much with Ah. the candy and the cookies that he is pretty much unable to help himself. So it's Gretel who does come to the rescue and shoves her. Okay. Um, into the oven, but so when she they very they were very clever with the wording. I think so. I mm-hmm. shoved her into the oven, and she cracked her head. So she cracked yeah. her head. She cracked her head on the stove. Yeah, um, and she was actually kind of upset by it. She's like, "She's dead, isn't she? I killed her." Yeah, so, you know, I thought this actress or the way that this character was written, maybe it was a little bit of both, was very good at how much trauma she was experiencing. Because yeah. usually these victims, like even if we talk about the brother in the, in the previous murder, he doesn't seem that upset that his brothers that have traumatized, been brutally torn <laughs> murdered. apart by a human being. Yeah. Yeah. Where she is actually like, oh my God, I just witnessed something actually horrific, traumatizing. You know, this woman, she was nice, and then she just was like, oh, my God, carving up my husband. And she just turned into a monster. That's exactly, yeah. She One minute she was a sweet old lady, and the next minute she was a monster. Yeah. And then she's able to switch gears again and say, oh, but did you see the little girl? Were you ever yes. able to find the yes. little girl? Yes. And, and she proceeds to describe the little girl that we saw in the window. 
Yes, you and, know, and, and that she vanished into thin into, air. Into thin air. And she also thought it was just so weird that during all this horror that she turned to see this. Yeah, and she was just like, beautiful little girl, just kind of... Very out of place in this uh, scene, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Sam and Dean have a little look to each other like, huh. Yeah, uh, a clue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then they go search Granny's house. Yep. They don't find any sulfur because they did theorize a little bit earlier. Maybe it's a demon, but I don't know why, like, a demon would leave someone alive like that. Right? Yeah. There, there's some. There's a couple of points they made in this episode, and I was like, what? I kind of scratched my head. I was like, what point are they trying to make? Because I didn't catch on to their line of reasoning. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm glad you just said that because I was like, all right, no demon. And then I was like, oh, yeah, why would a demon leave somebody why would they possess somebody to only kill one person and then walk away from? Yeah. But I guess that would lead into their chaotic nature. But anyway, they didn't find any sulfur, so it's probably not a demon. But they did but they find a find lot of EMF. With their fancy snazzy EMF yes. detector. Still not the Walkman. I guess they've really pitched that. No, that one wood. was like just once. <laughs> I know, but it was cute. Near, but only near the window. Like when Sam moves it away from the window, there's nothing. Yeah. And he goes to it's the not, window. It's not in the kitchen. It's not in the dining room. It's no. by the window where the little girl was. Which is just as weird because if it is a spirit, you know, why is it just watching? Yeah. Or like doing its work from afar and how could it do that? And so Sam, being the educated one... <laughs> Uh, is, you know, been mulling, like, oh, what could this possibly be? And he, he starts to see the connection, like, huh, yeah. this, these killings are sounding like the like fairy tales. Yeah. You know, these circumstances are very fairy tale-esque, not necessarily the end result, but, you know, Three Little Pigs and then uh, Hansel and Gretel. Mm-hmm. But he also makes a mention, it's like, well, actually, in the original ones, in the Brothers Grimm stories, they were kind of gruesome. And... Mm-hmm you know over time they got sanitized into what we know as disney's tales and, and bedtime stories yeah children's stories as opposed to no they folklore. said bedtime stories because that is oh. the title of the episode and i love when they put the title of the episode into the actual <laughs> <Okay>. episode <laughs> i like that you raised your hand for that you're like yes, I got Wait. That one. <laughs> but but yeah because the brothers Grimm, their stories were folk tales folk stories it was stories passed from town to town you know it wasn't children's stories it wasn't real good stuff it was cannibalism sex you know it was yes like crows peck your eyes out yes yes so oddly enough since they can't figure out like what the motivation is of this ghost girl and they're like how does the ghost girl play into this they they can't they're just like i got nothing so Dean is like, well, that means we have to do research, don't we? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so oddly enough, Dean goes and starts doing the, you know, Hall of Records research, looking for mm-hmm. any little girl who died or was killed or, you know, whatever. But he finds nothing. Yeah. No little girls matching the description. Um, that have died, have gone missing or yep. anything. Uh, um, Sam, who must have done his research at another library or <laughs> in another yeah, part of the library, I don't know. At a spirit shop, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. He starts talking about Lillian Bailey, uh, a medium from the 1930s. 
real, who went into yeah all of this is pretty much real we went into unconscious trances where spirits took over her thoughts um a little bit like if you need a visual um Otome brown from ghost <laughs> <laughs> the second time sammy has brought in Otome brown from ghost which is great because she's a perfect example well me I brought her in. He doesn't I, say Odom. I'm sorry, Sammy. Yeah, yeah. I meant Sammy you, not Sammy Sammy. Not I Sammy, mean, but Sammy. No, Sammy Salloway. <laughs> yes. And brilliantly placed. Yes, exactly the same way. So you're just, she's just a median. She's just a median who uh, spirits communicate through them. Yes. So um, if maybe they're trying to find someone who is unconscious um, like a spirit a hypnosis type of thing. Um, and then here's like a cute little scene where they're like rolling around the idea of like really fairy tales. This is this is actually what we're dealing with. And then they come across <laughs> frog. your your favorite frog. <laughs> and they just kind of stand there and they stare it down for a few seconds. There's a pause, you know, and Sam's like, Huh, really? This this is normal to you? you know, just, <laughs> just giant frogs hanging overrun around? Overrun by frogs. Yeah. This is not... Yeah. I mean, literally, it's like if it was a cow, it would be looking at them like chewing its cud. It's like... Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. just looking at them. It's a frog. Yeah. Dan's like, well, okay, fine. But I'm not kissing him anytime soon. And in the meantime... And, yeah, Sam notices a porch with a pumpkin and, like, mice running around. And he's just like, oh, look, it's Cinderella. Because remember, when the pumpkin turns to the coach and the mice turn into the horses. And then there's this <laughs> a strange bit of, like, early 2000s homophobia <laughs> humor. I'm not going to repeat what he says. No. Um, but it was, a, it was a little jarring to to hear it. In the, watching yeah. it in 2022 yeah. it's just like oh how do you, you know, excuse that yeah and you don't you don't you yeah, don't. don't no even though it's a female writer right it was it was unfortunately par for the course at that time it was an that's easy way to get a laugh way, you know that's a very good way of putting it and it was just a way of of dean putting sam in his place making fun yes. of somebody who is educated as opposed to you know so drawing attention to the fact that Sam is well-read and Dean is not. So therefore Dean is more butch because he went out in the world where Sam went to the library and yes, read and, stories. And, and, yeah. And Sam is talking about princesses. So, <laughs> yeah. So, but it, it's just, the bottom line is it's Dean ragging on Sam as yeah. brothers rag on each other. You find yeah. the weakness and you pick, 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 pick. And that's yes. what Dean is doing. It's just unfortunate that they chose that particular vein yeah, to I do know. it in. I know. So they go and check out this house with uh-huh. the pumpkin. Um, and I noticed there was a ton of hats in this house, at least oh, in really? the front foyer. Yeah, there was yeah. like a hat tree that had tons of hats on it. And then there was another um, rack of something that just had a lot of hats on. It. I was like, is this huh. like a haberdashery? Like, <laughs> you know, it, I just thought that was it was interesting because I was squinting at other things because I thought I saw like a Humpty Dumpty painted on the wall. I don't think I did. I think mm. I was maybe too far away from the TV mm. to watch, to watch mm-hmm. it. But I was, I think I was looking into it too much. I was looking for symbolism. I was uh, looking for the call outs. And I think yeah. I started to, yeah. but there was an obscene number of hats in this house. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would, I would have actually loved to have stopped and looked through all of the houses that they 
go into because I'm sure the set dressers had so much fun, especially with Granny's house. How like like fairy tale grandma, kitschy, yes, kitschy, yes, yes, exactly. And I would have loved to have like paused and just or you know if I could physically go to those sets and just like look around and see what they did. That would have been a lot of fun. I didn't have a lot of time to like pause and each each frame go. What's over here? What's over here? Yeah. Anyway, besides the hats, I didn't really catch anything. Okay. He does rag on Sam again, says, oh, hey, maybe you'll find your fairy godmother. <laughs> but you know what? Who doesn't want a fairy godmother, by the right. way? Right. I want one. Just saying, I would totally dig a fairy godmother. But they do find <laughs> a pretty blonde. Yes. Who's like handcuffed or shackled to the oven or the stove or something. Yeah, something she's, in the kitchen. She's beaten she's up. Beaten up. And they're like, are you okay? She's like, my stepmother did this to me. She beat me up. She she does this. She does that. Sam stays to help the girl out of her cuffs, I'm assuming. Dean goes off to search for a noise they heard in the house. No, they both see the, they both oh, they, see they see the, the girl. girl. Yeah, like she, she's okay. like peering around the corner. And they're like, ooh, go look. It's the girl. So then, yeah, Dean follows her around while Sam is helping uh, Blondie get undone. Cinderella. Undone. It is Cinderella. So Dean follows her through the house. Like she keeps like peering around the corner from one room and then like from yeah. another room. It's a fun little game of hide and seek. And he finally <laughs> comes to her and it's just like, all right, so uh, uh, who are you? Who are, who are, yeah. <laughs> Which is great because he actually asked her like an adult would ask a child, like, right. well, who are you? Yes. You know, he wasn't confronting her. He was just like, all right, I'll play the game. Yeah. But and I thought that was actually here? really, really sweet of Dean. Yeah. Yeah. And instead of answering, though, the little girl glitches and mm-hmm. glitch, 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 mm-hmm. uh, and then disappears. But in her place is an apple, a shiny red apple. Uh, so Dean picks it up. So outside, Sam and Dean are now discussing the apple. <laughs> yes, yes, because now that Sam is the, the king of fairy tales, well, this is obviously Snow White. All right. <laughs> and then and then discusses the whole, you know, po- the, the apple is poison. It doesn't actually kill Snow White. It just puts her into a deep sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it is the, the stepmother who did this to her. Which I, I love that Dean rags on Sam, but I'm like, and yet Sam comes up with the answer. Right. All Dean had to offer was like the porn version of Snow White in which the wicked stepmother was, was very wicked. wicked. Yeah. Um, thanks, which, Dean. <laughs> thanks, Dean. Yeah. Which, if you're going to watch the porn version of Snow White, chances are you know the real version of Snow White to get the whole porn, you know, I doubt, I doubt it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> They probably you didn't get so. that far into the story in the porn version. It was probably like, oh, hi, I'm the evil stepmother. <laughs> I'm going to eat this apple. The end, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So, back at the hospital. Yes. Uh, it doesn't kill Snow White, but it does put into put her a into a deep sleep. deep sleep. Right. So deep sleep is a coma. So maybe we just see if there's anybody at the hospital who was in a coma. Right. But there isn't. There are no little girls in a no. coma at the at the hospital. Just Doctor Garrison's daughter, Callie, Callie <laughs> is not a little girl. <laughs> no. Um, is a a beautiful comatose victim. Yes, um, yes, with pale skin, skin very dark black, hair, and we cut lips. to a scene, yes, of Dr. Garrison reading to her from the Brothers Grimm, and this one happens to be Little Red Riding Hood. Little Red Riding Hood. And as he's reading the story out loud, uh, we cut to 
um, a grandma. see the, the, the real the Red real. Riding Hood right. murder that's happening. Right? Oh, is, I hated this scene. I know. It's really terrible. It was, it's one thing to see the supernatural splatters and be like, hee hee hee, it's so mm-hmm. splatter. But this scene, it has grandma coming from the grocery store. Her arms are full of grocery bags. She goes to get into her car to, you know, load her groceries in. And this man approaches her and is like, here, let me help you. And she's like, oh, well, thank you. And instead of helping her, he throws her into the minivan and proceeds to beat the living crap out of her. He didn't just punch her once, you know, and incapacitate her. He continued the violence on her and i was horrified by this it was a little bit too real it needed it needed the hokiness and the campiness of like every other of the murder that they've done but this and the next scene i was like this was this was hard to watch this was (laughs) hard to watch so i mean when he's done beating her uh the bad guy jumps you know jumps into the front into the driver's seat and drives off with the body of grandma in the van and he drives off yeah yeah of course we do see though that he's got yeah they zoom up into his wily coyote tattoo that's on his arm somewhere <laughs> it kind of reminded me a little bit and it's a scene that i can watch now with kind of a little bit of humor but there was a period of time where i could not watch blazing saddles because <laughs> have you ever seen yes. cruelty? <laughs> yes. That truly bothered me to my core as a child. Oh. I was like, I can't see them beating up They're an old woman. It's sad. It's a poor little lady. Have you ever yeah, as an adult, it's like very obviously like fake. It's yet. funny. It's Mel Brooks. But I was for mad a long when the guy time, I could not watch punched it. the horse. I was really mad oh. at that scene. <laughs> I was like, what did the horse ever do to him? So back at the hospital. Yeah. The boys um, interrupt the doctor who's reading the story to just ask him some questions. Yeah. Um, kind of prod I, him about the whole circumstances of Callie's. Yeah. It's like, comatose. oh, how did that? It was basically just like, how did she get? And, you know, we're sorry to hear that. How did it happen? Mm-hmm. And I did note that Sam was there to soften the interrogation a little bit because Dean Bedside. was just going straight to the. Yep. The, the the questions that needed to be asked. Inside um, Sam. Yep. Yep. And Sam was just like, "Oh, we we understand that this is really hard for you. Um, we just, you know, if you want to talk about it, you can." Yep. Um, so it turns out Callie had swallowed some bleach by accident. Don't know how she got the bottle, um, yep. but she's been in a coma ever since. Yeah. Um, his wife, aka her stepmother, had brought her to the hospital. Where um, I just happened to be on shift that night. Yep. And that's that on that. And then his wife had passed the year before. So out in the hallway, Sam and Dean are talking about the circumstances mm-hmm. of this and trying to wrap their brains around like who how why would a why would a stepmother do this? Mm-hmm. And it comes up with the Munchausen syndrome by proxy mm-hmm. based on the sixth sense, which I loved that Dean came up with it based on the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a horrifying scene in and of itself when you realize that it's, I mean, you saw Sixth Sense, right? I did, but I don't remember the scene that he's talking about. Um, It's been a a long time since I've seen it, and I don't really remember it that well. well. Briefly, there's a little girl who who is sick. She's bedridden in her house, and the mother is constantly holding, like, parties for not parties but gatherings so that people can sympathize with her and Mm. you know oh you poor thing your daughter is sick and dying but in the next scene you you see that the daughter has actually videotaped herself because she used to do puppet shows in her room Mm -hmm. um 
and she left the video camera playing and the mother doesn't realize that it videotaped her pouring pine saw or pine cleaner into the little girl's soup and then being like, okay, soup time, here you go. So you see the mother is keeping the little girl sick. Um, just so that she gets the attention and that that disease is called munchausen by proxy which is you somebody you get attention because of somebody else's suffering so while they're talking about munchausen by proxy um the little lady who got beaten up by coyote boy Mm -hmm. (laughs) um is wheeled into the hospital and she is just a bloody beaten mess and not only is she beaten but she's been bitten yeah um, yeah, and they speculate it's like it looks like she's gotten attacked by a wolf. Yes. And of course, the boys are standing right there to hear that. And, it's like, and they actually see that grandma dies. Yeah, you know they they pull a sheet overhead and they actually witness yeah. this, and it's like, oh my gosh! At, at some point during all of this, they they finally like, okay, so Callie was poisoned. Throughout these years, her spirit has just time to fester and get more frustrated and get more angry. And in the meantime, mm-hmm. she's like listening to these deranged fairy tale right. stories. Right. So at some point, it's just she must have just gotten strong enough spiritually to actually to manifest yes. her yeah her emotions on these characters. Yeah. So then Dean decides to you know he throws up his badge and he's like, hey, I need her next of kin. I need her address. I need to go. Yep. So he takes the address because he's going to go look for the <laughs> – I need to go stop the big bad wolf, yeah, well. which is the weirdest thing I've ever said. <laughs> but it's not. He said some pretty weird things. <laughs> yes. But I think in Dean's head, you know, because yeah. the fairy tales are so, like, frou-frou and, like, he needs to go right. stop the big bad wolf. That's bad weirder wolf. than I need to go stop the devil or whatever else right. he may have said. Right. Sam is going to stay and try and stop Callie somehow. Right. Got to talk to the dad. Got to mm-hmm. talk to Dr. Garrison. So in the meantime, uh, we see uh, school just let out. There's a little girl in a little red hoodie, and she's super sweet. Mm-hmm. She sees the sees the minivan, grandma's minivan, goes and jumps in. And it's like, thanks, grandma. Good to see you. And it's not grandma. It's the wolf guy. And he turns around and is like, you know, Arr. Again, this was too real for me <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that the strange man, I mean, knowing the, the fairy tale, yes, it's a wolf who's trying to trick the Little Red Riding Hood. But yeah. in this scene, the little girl is so vulnerable and it's just too real to have a man kidnap a little girl and drive away with her. And yeah. no one knows. No one's the wiser. And that to me, yeah. I was like, this is the little too. It's like, Ooh. Yeah. yeah. And also, again, because I'm still watching so much SVU, it was just like, oh, my God, this is like all of this. It's like so much SVU. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the terror that this little girl must have felt in that moment that not only is it not grandma, it's a scary man who like locks the doors so she can't get out. And she's just at his mercy. And I was like, oh, stop, please. I know. I know. Please stop. Um, don't worry. Nope. She ends. She's fine. <laughs> she, she does she, not die. She is okay. She does not die. <laughs> she she gets a pretty scratched up, but yes, she she but, is okay. But, but back at fine. the hospital, mm-hmm. uh, Sam is literally having the truth is out there talk with Dr. Garrison. Yes, like he's forced to. He starts. He tries to start off easy. He's like, listen, I need to tell you, Callie's accident was not an accident. It was actually your wife, which your wife. really pisses off the doctor. Of course it would. You know, it's just yep. like, no, 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 no. She loved Callie. How dare you? I'm going to call security and like slams the door in Sam's face. And Sam doesn't have the time. He's just like, I, 
I wish I could be more gentle, but I cannot. Callie is still here, her spirit's out there, and she's hurting people. And the doctor, like, it loses his anger <laughs> yeah, completely. And he just kind of sits on the bed and takes a pause and is like, so you've seen her too. Yes. So unexpected. It so was. unexpected that, <laughs> that he just says, so you've seen her too. And it's like, boom, you know, commercial. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. And so you're left with that because then it cuts to Dean at grandma's house. He just busts in the front door. He's yeah. got to save little Red Riding Hood. And he sees her and she's she's safe. She's hiding behind, a, I don't know, a piece of furniture or a wall or yeah. something. But she is pretty, she's got like wolf marks on yeah. her face. She's pretty caught up. And he's, you know, Sam's like, where where is he? You know, and she's able to kind of point in a direction. Well, she screams. <laughs> she screams oh, sorry, the because the out. big bad wolf like sneaks up behind him. And then yeah. they start fighting. Right. So audio wise, though, I had a bone to pick. When the wolf jumps out, there's like a jungle cat sound. It's like, Row! yeah, yeah. I was like, wow. I was like what? what? <laughs> but okay, I guess they tried to make it sound more animal, wolfy, human. But I was like, yeah. that was a jungle cat. Yeah. Um, um, so Dean and Wiley Coyote <laughs> are now fighting. <laughs> yeah, he's um, very strong. The the wolf guy. Yes. The do- back at the hospital, the doctor is like, I thought that I was just dreaming. I didn't think that it was real. And and Sam is like, no, unfortunately, this this is real. No, I'm not a cop. I'm just somebody who knows something about these things. But yeah. And Callie told us. Yeah. Callie told us that it was your, your wife who did this to her. Yeah. In her own little way, she's been trying to tell you and nobody's listening. And that is why she's lashing out. So yeah. you need... You, you need to listen to her. You need to talk to her. Yep. And in the meantime, back at grandma's house with the fight, the little girl ghost is there watching Dean mm-hmm. and Coyote fight. Yeah. But suddenly she hears dad's voice, like her, like Dr. Garrison's voice kind of mm-hmm. penetrates her while she's, you know, watching this fight go on. And you hear him say, did mommy do this? And he's like, Callie, Callie, I need to talk to you. Did mommy do this to you? Mm-hmm. And she fades away into the hospital scene. So now she's yes. back in the hospital. And now Dr. Garrison and Sam can see her. The guys, though, back at the house are still fighting. It doesn't still stop fighting. them from fighting. No. Um, in fact, Dean grabs shears from a knitting basket, you know, therefore, you know, uh, yes. fulfilling the fairy tale story. Right. Of... Cut the wolf open. Yes, and exactly. Reveal granny inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And while that's happening, the doctor is now talking directly to Callie's ghost saying, you know, is it true? And after it seems like the longest pause, <laughs> the ghost nods. Yeah. Doesn't speak, she just nods. And Dr. Garrison is just like, oh, oh. <laughs> you know? you know, could you imagine? There was a lot of things that happened There's... in these next, like, 30 seconds. Yeah. A, he learned the truth about his daughter and that she, it wasn't an accident. It was actually an intentional act by someone that... He, he brought loved. into their lives. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that he, he brought... entrusted his daughter with her. Yep. He but then... also, yeah, exactly. That he's been prolonging this torture. It's been yeah. him that hasn't been yeah. able to say to let her go. And that he's the reason why she's doing these things. Yes. Um, he, he apologizes and he gives uh, himself, both her and himself, permission to let go. Let go. It's, it's time to... Yeah. It's time to go. Yeah. And they do the old heart monitor, you know, mm-hmm. beep, 
beep, <laughs> beep. And she she lets go. She dies. Um, he's crushed. The doctor's crushed. Yeah. In, in one of the scenes, I don't know if you could tell one of the shots, he had like tear tracks like that ran down his face this way. Oh. So there must have been several takes that we didn't get to see yeah. where he was just like weeping like yeah. head up and just tears running down his face i was tearing up at the scene it was really really yeah. sad so then, in the meantime at the fight yeah dean is able to get the upper hand so now he's the wolf guy is on the ground dean is overhead and he raises this, those giant beautiful scissors over his head to just stab the wolf and just then like the spell breaks Mm-hmm. and wolfy guy's like whoa 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 it's like you it's like you see his <laughs> eyes suddenly become like clear yeah and he's like well stop 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 what <gasps> what <laughs> what's going on where am i what's happening yeah and he's, so he's no longer like buff fighting guy he's like oh <laughs> yeah what just you know why are you trying to kill me right um and thankfully dean is able to stop himself before he like brings his hands down stabbing this guy to death um and i think they both look relieved in that moment that right i i I would too (laughs) i would too so so everybody's at the hospital now they're wrapping uh, it up with a nice little speech it's really over yes it's really over she's she's gone gone i should have let her go a long time ago um (laughs) i you know hope i don't see you guys back here no offense, but no offense. <laughs> bye. Yeah, the doctor has to. Doctor walks away, having to deal with his pain and his loss, um, leaving Dean and Sam in his wake to keep kind of hearing the echo of, you know, <laughs> his words of wisdom. Yes, I should have let her go long ago. Yeah, and Dean, of course, picks that moment to be like, "See, yeah, you know, words of wisdom." <laughs> doctor's right maybe you know and sam of course is like what yeah the way you want to do this right now i'm yeah. supposed to just let you go that's your answer to to this current problem that we have dean doesn't say anything no, he, just he doesn't walks keep away. fighting he just walks away and he doesn't give like a shitty dean look he just walks away leaving leaving sam no recourse you know he can't argue with him he can't yell at him because yeah. you know and so that's it so the next thing we see is a hotel or the motel, a motel, mm-hmm. nondescript, except for a beautiful moon. Yes. Over top in the sky. Full moon. And then it fades, it it like transitions into like a full moon painting that's yes, above over the bed. bed. <laughs> I thought that was a really nice. I uh, did too. It was a nice fade. touch. I, was like, I oh. also, like, I know you're always the one that's like catching the decor of the motels. And I was trying to, this is probably a stretch. But the wallpaper or the paint job of, uh, like, where the door, the front door, like, Sam's leaving. Like, he's yeah. sneaking out yeah. in the Sam's middle of Sam's packing up and, yeah, sneaking out. The wallpaper looks like the moon's surface. <laughs> but that was just that was just me, I think, reaching. I was just like, okay, so this is, like, the full moon motel. There's a moon painting. <laughs> There's yellow bedding, which is maybe, like, the moon you know, glowing in the middle of the night. And but, plus the little lamp next to the bed was the yellow, it was a little globe, it was a little yeah, yellow globe lamp. Right. The Moon Motel. I'm going to write that down. The Moon Motel. No idea if it's right, but I'm a, Hey, I'm you gonna, said it, it's right. Yep. I'll buy it. I'd buy it. So, oh, Sam, is Sam sneaks off. out. <laughs> and he arrives at a crossroads. Crossroads with a windmill. Crossroads. There's always like a windmill or something there. 
It's true. You know, I actually I went back to the first time they go to a crossroads because it was the he traps the demon underneath the thing, you know? Yeah, that little water and tower like, thing. Yeah. Is this though? Is this the same spot? But you're right. It's a water tower and not a windmill. But for a second, I was like, wait a minute. Is this supposed same... to be the same place right. in Missouri? It's, it's any crossroads. Or Mississippi? It's, just, it's interesting though that it's always a gravel road. Always a gravel know, road and like grass in the middle of freaking nowhere. And there was always a weird a wooden structure. Uh, yes. Water tower, oh, windmill. You can't dig through the concrete in order to you know, I know. dig That's through the macadam, bury a box. That's fair. And also, but... they need, seem to have a, an endless supply of black cat bones, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it's why I'm unless, unless yes. they dig it up. Maybe they dig it back up after the crossbow, the, um, the demon right, leaves. Right, after they've made the deal, yes. they dig their box back up yes. and be like, okay, just for well, next save time. it for next time. So Sam <laughs> buries a crossroad box. He's got the the cat bone, the black cat bone. He's got a an a picture of himself, and it's his Led Zeppelin ID. Yeah. Um. And you know, and so he buries it. He waits, and of course, the demons never pop up right away. They always have to do that three sixty turn mm-hmm. with the cameras. No demon, no demon. Boop. There's the demon. Yes. Beautiful, by the way. Dot dot dot. Jared Padalecki's girlfriend at the time. Oh, was it? Yes. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Um, and talk about nepotism. <laughs> yeah. But I see that more as, hey, I'm on a TV show. You want to be on the TV show with me? Yeah. You know? yeah. That's not nepotism. That's, hey, I got a good gig. I'm going to get you a good gig. Right, right. And this, so, in, in this exchange, there's like no time for pleasantries. It's mm. so unlike the ones that Dean has done where they do like these little flirtation passes. Talky, talky, talky. It's like yeah. she tries, like she she does like a first couple of lines like, oh, Sam, didn't expect to see you here. Mm. You know, twirl my hair. And <laughs> nope. Straight nope. up like points the cold pulls, at her. <laughs> pulls the cold out, aims it at her. Yep. By the way, I did like her dress. Um, oh, yeah. And... Yeah, and she's like, oh, okay, pleasantry's over, got the gun. Mm-hmm. But then she says, that's not the original cult. Yeah. And I was like, qua? Yeah. Oh. What well, do you so mean? Where's the original, <laughs> yeah, where's the original cult? I thought Bobby just, like, he took the original apart and then put it back together, and now it works because Ruby helped put the magic component back in. Right, but the bullets. I thought it was just the bullets that were not. Yeah. So what? Right. Is this something that comes up later? I don't know. I, I, I truly have remember. no idea. Yeah, I don't either. I thought... But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that made me go, excuse me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's it. That's the only time we hear about it in this episode. Yeah, um, she was just like, oh, Ruby helped you. Well, oh, Ruby, she'll get bane of my existence. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. So Sam's got all this tough talk. Mm-hmm. You know, he just he doesn't have time for games. He's just like, listen, undo the deal. You live, I live, Dean lives, that's it. Yeah, so tough talk, you know, and he's like kind of got his tough Sam face on. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And the demon tries to like kind of turn Sam against Dean, you know, like, oh, your brother never treats you right. This would be your opportunity to be free of him. You know, yeah, he's no so more. whiny. He's dragging you down. You know, this he is makes a good all the thing. mistakes. You're always having to clean up after him. He, yeah. And Sam's like, you know, read the room. This is not yeah. this is not what, what we're doing here. <laughs> not what we're doing here. And he's and like, she says, okay, fine. fine. Well, if that's the way that you want to go, there's nothing I can do about it because I'm just a saleswoman. I have a boss. Yeah. <gasps> what? Yeah. Who is this and boss? And she's like, go ahead, kill me, but that doesn't 
that doesn't change change anything anything. because I don't hold the contract. Yeah. And Sam's like, well, who does? And she doesn't say. And I was like, I know who holds the contract. I I got very excited in this moment. This is one of those. I'm so excited because I know the seat. I know the show. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, I know it's coming, but we don't actually know in this moment. It's just a side note of, I don't hold your contract. So it doesn't matter. You can kill me and it doesn't, it doesn't release Sam. Yep. Yep. And Dean, it doesn't release Dean. I'm sorry. It doesn't release Dean. (laughs) Damn it, Valerie. So Sam looks in the moment defeated. He's just like, well, crap. Doesn't last long though, because without reservation, brings up the gun and shoots her. Straight in the head. Straight in the head. Yep, bullet between the eyes. And no regard for the host, kills the crossroad demon who's made like this was Dean's crossroad demon who's like made four appearances so far. I know. <laughs> but now she's dead. Yeah. So kills the host, kills the demon. That's it. Mm-hmm. Dean has now killed four times. Sam. Damn it, Valerie. <laughs> Jake has now killed. No. <laughs> Yeah. I can do this. Sam has now killed Mm. Jake, the priest, the good looking priest guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Casey, the good looking demon girl who was Mm -hmm. chatting it up with with Dean. And now the crossroad demon and her and her host. Yeah. So four four bodies, four human bodies Mm -hmm. have been killed by Sam. Um and I have to say that the look on his face every time he's done it has been quite unemotional. Yeah, this one in particular, I felt was like, I didn't see any kind of guilt. I didn't see remorse. I didn't see anything. It was just nope. a little bit dead. It was just it was, like, yeah. it was more like sad that he couldn't, or not sad, but upset that he couldn't actually solve this deal problem with Dean than yeah. that he had killed somebody. And maybe she was just a little too mouthy for him. I don't know. I mean, he he made the choice. It wasn't a, you know, spur of the moment. Right. He he took a second and thought about it and was like, all right, boom. Right. And it's him. probably out of anger that she took the deal to begin with. You know, it's just mm-hmm. like, it's your fault that he is, you know, only yep. has a year to live. Yep. And, and since it doesn't matter if you live or die, why don't you die? Yeah. Yeah, but the fact that he didn't try to exercise her or you know save the host, he just right, right killed. Yeah, the thing about the <laughs> the thing about the host is that uh, did, Bobby did it though in like a couple episodes ago, right? Uh, what killed killed the host? Yes, or exercised? No, he home. definitely killed somebody. Oh, he he shot he at shot, Ruby. He shot Ruby with he no shot... regard to the host. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So they're not, they're kind of not being very discrepant about the the host anymore. Yeah. At least just, right now. It, for a minute, you know, they, they were, they were like, if, you yeah. can't, you can't kill some can't kill demon somebody. because it'll because, kill the human that right. they're hosting. But it was Bobby and, who brought that up to them. I know it was Bobby that brought that up. That's what I mean. It's like the show itself yeah. is now kind of like, oh, the host, you know, whatever. Yeah. Maybe they, maybe it was uh, when they used Ruby as an explanation, being like, 
trust me, the demons, you know, once they're done with humans, they're not, it's not worth living anyway because they'll probably die. Yeah, they just beat the bodies up anyway. Yeah. So maybe that was their way of explaining off all the, it's okay to kill the host anyway. And their suffering. (laughs) I guess. But it was very cold. I, the it look is on very Dean's cold. Face, no, I, it was a very I, deliberate killing. I so agree with you. I anti, agree with you. But yeah, it's also yeah. it's also a uh, interesting that they haven't. Um, nobody has really thought about the host <laughs> very much recently. <laughs> lately. Yes. You know what I did the first time I watched this after Dean walks away in the hospital scene? Mm-hmm. I, I shut it off because I thought it was done. Because <laughs> that As... was such like a clear cut ending. Yep, of just Dean walking away. Yes. Yep. And then it was like I was like, you know, doing my little like research or whatever. And then it started talking. The most of the article was about this scene, this demon scene. And oh. I thought they made a mistake. I was like, they're. They're talking about a different episode. Another episode, yeah. Because it was so out of place. It felt like to me, like even after I was like, okay, wait, what? And so then I finally finished it and I was like, oh, Oh. it just felt like such a tacked on ending. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I get they, you know, yes, there's a little bit of the call out from the beginning of their like 20 second argument that they had. Right. Um, Yeah. What are you going to do about it? Okay, I'm going to take things into my own hands is what I'm going to do about it. Yeah, yeah. But it felt so out of place. Yeah. Yeah, I was just like, oh, seems Sam's leaving again. That's all I saw at the end of that scene. At the end, I was like, oh, oh I'm sorry. That's again. what I saw. That's what I saw was like Sam leaving. And mm-hmm. then I thought it was a, oh, they're going their separate ways. And then I yep. shut it off. That's what it was. Yeah, that's because I was like, was. and Sam's leaving again. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought was happening. And then it kept going, and I was like, huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, beautifully shot, by the way. I love the whole being backlit by those huge, you yeah. know, park hands with the atmosphere mm-hmm. and stuff. And, you know, I love that stuff. I thought, again, total, you know, supernatural atmosphere, supernatural look and feel with the crossroads. And I thought the, you know, the girlfriend actress, I thought, did a really good job as the crossroad demon. Yeah. Um, and but yeah it's it completely out of place yeah which i i guess maybe they wanted it to be because i think there was an exhale at the end of the episode that as an audience member you go okay they they saved the day they you know Mm -hmm. they figured out the monster they have some unspoken anger you know but you know the brothers need that so you're like okay what how are they going to talk about it next week oh (laughs) oh no no of course they're going to leave us with some tension Sam has to go and do something that we okay. don't want him to do. Yeah. And so he started a whole nother ball rolling. That's that. But I love this episode. I thought it was really creative. Oh, I had a great time. I had yeah. a great time watching and taking notes on this episode because of, because of the research I got to do. I got to research frogs. I got to research <laughs> psychic mediums. And, you know, it was, it was fun to research. I had a good time with this. I, and I, yeah. I thought it was I, a clever monster of the week type of thing even though it's a spirit we've seen spirits before but it was an interesting yeah, way to the, spin the spirit the fairy tales the yeah. fairy tales and turning them into real life murderous into, it's situations. kind of like they flipped them back from 
Disney fairy Disney. tales from the French mm-hmm. fairy tales. They flipped them back to Brothers Grimm, which is the way they were meant to be. Yeah. yeah. So I kind of liked that. I do too. Very clever. What's yeah, next week? An enjoyable wa- episode to watch. Yeah. Next week, we are doing Red Sky at Morning. We have no. a, a reappearance of somebody, and um, that's all Red I'm going to say. Red Sky. Huh. Yay. Thanks all for joining us this week. Uh, be sure to follow us, subscribe to us, rate us anywhere that you can for podcasts. You can also follow us on social media. We are at Salt and Burn This everywhere. And um, that's it. It's that's Easter it. weekend here, but it won't be. Oh. It'll be passed by the time yeah. the, the time this goes on. Well, happy, happy Easter, Sammy. How do they say it in Italian? Buona Pasqua. I said Buona. it wrong. Buona <laughs> B-U-O-N-A, so Buona. Buona. And then P-A-S-Q-U-A, Pasqua. Pasqua. I said like Pasqua with a W. Pasqua. Buona Pasqua. Buona Pasqua. There you go. (laughs) Happy Easter, happy Passover. Oh, yes. Happy all the holidays that are going on this weekend. Indeed. And uh, we will see you next time. So thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.